Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Our topic for today is the Shabbats. What is the Shabbat? Why keep them? And how to keep them? Now, this has been a sort of controversial topic ever since I've known it. And the thing is, the Bible gives us a really simple answer. It says, search for the old path and walk therein. It's the old path that will tell us in which direction that we should go. So, I'm going to give some pointers here to point out the importance of Sabbath and also how to keep them and why we keep them and why it was changed. First point, Yahuwah rested on this day and sanctified it. Genesis 2 verses 2 to 3 says, And Yah blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which Yah created and made. What does sanctify mean? It means to consecrate, hallow, purify, purge, render holy by means of religious rites, make pure or free from sin or guilt. So it's a day to purge ourselves from the world, separate ourselves from the world, separate ourselves from the strangers. That would mean that people outside of the faith and focus on Elohim. And that day he focused on himself and rested. Stop focusing on the world that he was making. He took six days to make it and after... He focused all his attention and detail on making the earth. He decided that on this seventh day, I'm just going to focus on myself. And since we are a part of that world that he made, this seventh day is for us to also focus on him. That's his day. Six days, we focus on the world. Partially. But on the seventh day, we focus solely on him. Next point, it was one of the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 verses 8 to 11 says, Remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy. It says, Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but on the seventh day thou shalt not do any work. Neither thy son, nor thy daughter, or thy manservant, or thy maidservant, or thy ox, or thy ass. Nothing for you should be working on that day. Next point. It is a commandment that stands forever. 
Exodus 31 verses 13 to 17 says, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Adon that doubt sanctify you. And when you read 16, 31 verses 16, it says here, Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. So this points out two things here. To The Sabbath is a sign that shows what Elohim we serve. The Shabbath is the sign that marks our Elohim apart from everybody else's Elohim. It's the one that shows that He is the one that sanctifies us. People are being sanctified by their other gods in whatever way they're sanctified by. But we, especially, are sanctified by Him. And this is the sign that shows that he is the specific one that we belong to. And in Exodus 31 verse 16, it marks that it is a perpetual covenant. Now, what is the meaning of perpetual? It means ageless, eternal, everlasting, unending, unceasing, continuing forever or indefinitely. So people are going to tell you that, oh... The commandments are passed because Yahusha died on the cross. He said that he did not come to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill. The Bible said that he came here and did all these things for an example. It means he came to show us how to live in truth, not to live in truth for us. That would be spoiling us and we are his children we do not do things for our children we show them how to do it and allow them to learn how to do it for themselves this is how we grow we watch we learn we do so any leader that is telling you that the commandments are passed because he died on the cross and, and put the law and abolished the law. That's a lie. Do not follow it. it. The commandments stand forever. Next point. These things should not be done on a Shabbat day. For the seventh day Shabbat we shall have no kindling of fire what does this mean it doesn't mean to only put wood together and gather up and start a fire it means not to turn on your stove it means not to use a kettle this is why technology has developed a thing called a thermos. Plus they even have thermal plates. So the excuse that we are going to make does not fly with Elohim because he has given man the knowledge as to how to keep the food 
somewhat warm and the water hot and we act so spoiled that we can eat hot food every day and the one time we can't eat the hot food we complain I mean it's like we can't give up anything at all for him who gave up his life on the cross so we could be saved and this is really really a touchy subject because I hear people saying that um, if they can't drink um, hot tea in the morning they'd prefer to go to hell I mean seriously your soul your priceless soul you'll give away for a cup of coffee a cup of hot chocolate I'm sorry I'm not that cheap I will, I will never be that cheap so also no burning of incense do not plug in your iron please do the preparation before the day just like our ancestors used to do and leave that day free from all of those things the only thing that you should be lighting up on that day would be out of necessity which is a lamp or a candle if you don't have light that's the only thing that should have any form of flame or heat coming out of it so whether it's electric heat or natural fire or gas fire no igniting of fire on the Shabbat day and that's according to Exodus 35 verses 3 now and this is specifically for the seventh day Shabbat now for every other Shabbat day no servile work that's according to Exodus 35 verses 2 no business trading that's according to Nehemiah 13 verses 15 to 22 and Amos 8 verses 4 to 6 no personal interests such as conversations that have to do with the natural world you know our hobbies and habits doing anything other than Yahusha's spiritual work and absolutely no sex this is according to Isaiah 58 verses 13 to 14 and also Ezekiel 23 verses 38 to 39 which also points out not to defile the Shabbat by sin also bearing no heavy burden on the Shabbat and that means carrying heavy things that's according to Jeremiah 17 verses 21 to 22 next point we must go to the tabernacle on the Shabbath and this is relative simply because we know that assembly means to come together the Bible says where two or three are gathered touching things concerning him he is in the midst to bless and to do good so 
saying that you should go to the tabernacle on the Shabbat means that you should assemble on that day to give him worship and praise. Whether you have a specific tabernacle to go to or whether you don't have a specific tabernacle to go through, all of you who believe in the same thing should gather together and give Elohim praise. There is no excuse. Leviticus 23 verses 3 says, Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of rest. A holy convocation, and ye shall do no servile work therein. It is the Shabbat of the Adon in all your dwellings. So it doesn't necessarily only have to do with the church building, the temple. It is a Shabbat in your dwellings as well. So if you have a specific tabernacle that you can go to, go there. But if you don't, If, if it's even your house that everybody has to gather up and have or gather up somewhere wherever you're dwelling at that time it is still the Shabbat it is still sanctified it is still sacred we still have to show our respect for his day and do what we're supposed to also Another thing is that to remember that it is a rest day. So do not try to do too much on that day. We should be worshiping him daily. Daily we should be worshiping him. But on that rest day, we should do it more. But not because we're going to do more worship and more studies means that we're going to take over the entire day. That is actually for rest and try to fit in every possible thing within the 24 hours. That way we end up feeling even more tired on the next day because we didn't take a part of the day to rest. Everything must be done in moderation. The Bible says a soldier must strive with temperance. So don't overdo it on the day. Keep a service for about the same time period as a school day would be. And then you go home. You process what you've learned. And you go to bed. Go to sleep. Because it's a rest day. You're resting from all the six days of toiling for the boss or for whatever. That day is for rest and worship. Make sure there's a balance between that. Convocation actually means an assembly calling together a group gathering in response to a summons. Exodus 33 verses 7 says, And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp afar off from the camp and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Adon went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp. Hebrews 10 verses 25 to 26 says, 
says, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Moving on to the next point. He does not take pleasure, nor does he recognize man-made Shabbats. And we're talking about Elohim. He does not regard man-made Shabbats. Isaiah 1 verses 13 to 14 speaks of this. It says, Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and the Shabbats, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hated. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. Matthew 15 verses 3 to 9 says, But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of Elohim by your tradition? And moving on down further, it says, Thus have ye made the commandment of Elohim of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Esaias prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Down further it says, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And all of this is speaking to days that we set for our Sabbath that was not set by Elohim. Also, the way we choose to keep the Shabbat, which is unholy, unsacred, and according to our man-made traditions. He does not regard any of these things. Hebrews 4 verse 6 says, Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter it not in because of unbelief. 4 verse 8 says, For if Yahusha had given them rest, they would, then would he not afterwards have spoken of another day? And this is our problem. It shows that even from that time, people were contradicting the law that was set before, saying that, Yahusha had changed the Shabbat day. So it was from way back in Paul's time that that was becoming a problem. But he said, if the day was indeed changed, then wouldn't Yahusha afterward, after he was raised from the dead and witnessed for 40 days after that, wouldn't he have spoken and said something to the disciples about another Shabbat day? So we're moving on to the other point. We must keep annual Shabbats as well. Now we have seven of these annual Shabbats. 
And a lot of people, they do recognize the seventh day Shabbat, but they don't recognize the seven annual Shabbats. However, they recognize their own worldly holidays, like their Christmas and Valentine's Day and their Easter and all these. And none of these are biblical. These are man-made traditions. These, however, were there from the beginning of the Israelite civilization. Let me start here with the first one, which is Passover. The Adonai's Supper. You can find it in Exodus 12 verses 14, Deuteronomy 16 verses 1 to 2. And here in Leviticus 23 verses 5, it says, In the 14th day of the first month at even is the Adonai's Passover. In the New Testament, it's found in Matthew 26 verses 2 and Matthew 18 verses 20. Mark 14 verses 1 to 2 and Mark 12 Mark 14, verses 12 to 17. Luke 2, verses 41 to 43. And St. Luke 22, verses 7. St. John 2, verses 23. And St. John 13, verses 1 to 2. And 1 Corinthians 11, verses 24 to 26. Also, 1 Corinthians 5, verse is 7. Then we have number 2 of the 7 annual Shabbats, and that is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This can be found in Exodus 34, verses 18, Deuteronomy 16, verses 3 to 8, and in Leviticus 23, Verses 6 to 8, it reads, But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Adon seven days. In the seventh day is a holy convocation. We told you what a convocation was earlier. Ye shall do no servile work therein. In the New Testament, it's found in Matthew 26, verses 17. Mark 14, verses 12. Luke St. Luke 2, verses 42 to 43, and Acts 20, verses 6. Number 3. Feast of First Fruits. Pentecost. That's found in Exodus 34, verses 22. Deuteronomy 16, verses 10. In Leviticus 23 verses 15 to 21 it reads ye shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves of two tent deals they shall be bacon with leaven they are the first fruits unto the adonai it's also found in the new testament in acts 2 verses 1 to 21 and acts 20 verses 16 along with first corinthians 16 Verse 8. Number 4. Feast of Trumpets. Found in Numbers 29, verses 1. And in Leviticus 23, 
verses 24 to 25, it reads, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Shabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Adonai. This is also found in the New Testament, in St. Matthew 24 verses 30 to 31 first Thessalonians 4 verses 16 revelations 11 verses 15 number five day of atonement found in numbers 29 verses 7 Leviticus 23 verses 27 to 22 and Leviticus 16 verses 29 to 31 reads, It shall be a Shabbat of rest unto you, ye shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. Found in Acts 27 verse 9. Number 6. Feast of Tabernacles. Found in Exodus 34 verses 22. Numbers 29 verses 12. Deuteronomy 16 verses 13 to 15. Leviticus 23 verses 34 to 43 reads, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto the Adonai. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. It's also found in the New Testament in St. John 7 verses 1 to 2, 7 verses 8, 7 verses 10, and 7 verses 14. In number 7, the last of the annual Shabbats is the last great day. That is found in Leviticus 23 verses 36, Numbers 29 verses 35. In Leviticus 23 verses 36, it says, Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Adon, and on the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you, and ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Adon. It is a solemn assembly, and ye shall do no servile work therein. It's also mentioned in St. John 7 verses 37. And thank you for listening. I hope that you're still here by now because we have some more points to go through. So that was the seven annual Shabbats that we should also keep alongside the seventh-day Shabbat. Now, our next point about Shabbats overall is that Yahusha himself kept the Shabbats. And this is found many times, actually, in the New Testament. That's in St. Mark 1 verses 21, St. Mark 2 verses 27 to 28, St. Mark 3 verses 2 to 4, St. Mark 6 verses 1 to 2. And I can read some of them as well. In St. Mark 15 verses 42, it says, And now when the even was come because it was preparation, that is the day before the Shabbath, and that's the part where we, we, we want to point out. 
It's also in St. Luke 4, verse 16. It says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, not anybody else's custom, his custom was, he went in the synagogue on the Shabbat day and stood up to read. Also here in St. Luke 4, verses 31, it says, And came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Shabbat day. In St. John 7 verses 22 to 24, it says, If a man on the Shabbat day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me because I have made a man every withhold on the Shabbat day? Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. And there's two more verses I can read for you here. One is in St. John 9 verse 14. It says, And it was the Shabbat day when... Yahusha made the clay and opened his eyes. St. John 5 verse 30 I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. What Yahusha is pointing out here is that his custom for going into the synagogue on Shabbat days Standing up reading and teaching and healing on the Shabbath day was the will of his father. So if we say we are following him or we know him, we must also do the will of his father to be joint heirs with him. Moving on to the next point. The apostles which understood what I just said, kept the Shabbat. According to Acts 13, verses 14 to 15, it says, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Shabbat day, and sat down. And after the reading of the law, and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue, sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Also here in St. Luke 23, verses 54 to 56, it says, And the woman also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after and beheld the sepulchre, and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments, and rested on the seventh day, on the Shabbat day, sorry, according to the commandment. In Acts 13, verses 42 to 14, it says, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words be preached to them the next Shabbat. And going down to 44, it says, And the next Shabbat day came also the whole city together to hear the word of Elohim. This is pointed out also in Acts 15, verses 19 to 21. And Acts 16, verses 3. And I can read some more for you here in Acts 17, verses 1 to 2. It says, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them. And three Shabbat days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Acts 18, verses 4 
says, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Colossians 2 verses 16 to 17 says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Mashiach. So, what this means is that don't let anyone come and deter you from what you're already doing. People take this and twist it in every which way, but this is actually what it means. This is what you know, and this is what you're going to follow by. Don't let anybody come and tell you um, and, you know, try to mock you and try to um, get you to change from the way that you know. Your body belongs to Mashiach. So what you do in your body is only obligated to the person who made it. So you do what Elohim told you to do. Hebrews 4 verses 3 to 11. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And Elohim did rest the seventh day from all his works. 4 verses 8 says, For if Yahusha had given them rest, then would he not afterwards have spoken of another day? Now moving on to the next point. Man and not Yahuwah change the Shabbat. I mentioned this earlier. In Ezekiel 22 verse 26 it declares, Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Shabbats, and I am profaned among them. Matthew 15 verses 3 to 9 says, But he answered and said unto them, and then meaning the Pharisees, why do you also transgress the commandment of Elohim by your tradition? 15 verse 9 says, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And I can also refer to Daniel, where it says, They will seek to change times and laws. And Rome did do that. Because in the old days, we did not have a Julian or Gregorian calendar. What we had was the moon. The moon was what marked the start of our months. The moon was what marked our seven days. The moon is still what marks our annual Shabbats. It's where we got our Shabbats from. But when they changed times, they were ruling the world and they changed the times to the way they wanted it to be. That's where the Saturday came in and the Sunday came in. Even the Sunday especially. The Catholic Record of London, Ontario, September 1, 1923 says, Sunday is our, that's the Vatican's, mark of authority. 
The church is above the Bible, and this transference of Shabbos from Saturday observance is proof of that fact. This is the, this is what they said. Also, it says here in the Converts Catechism of Catholic Doctrine, fifty. It says, we observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church in the Council of Laodicea, that's A.D. 363, transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. And just remember that the Pharisees were a part of the change. They were the ones who were actually doing it on the, 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 the Saturday which they really weren't much different from the Roman Catholic Church because the problem with the Sanhedrin back then was that the only way that they could have carried out their religious duties was if their high priest was chosen by Rome. So they had a Roman high priest. So this is where the whole mix-up came from. Next point. Yahuwah rewards everyone who keeps the Shabbat, whether Christian or stranger. So it's that important to him. It says here in Isaiah 58 verses 13 to 14, If thou turn away thy foot from the Shabbat, from doing thine own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Shabbat a delight, the holy of the Adon, Going down further, it says, Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Adon, and I will cause thee to ride up upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Adon hath spoken it. Also in Isaiah 56 verses 1 to 2, it says, Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that laid hold on it, that keepeth the Shabbat from polluting it and keeping his hand from doing evil. There's a third verse here. Isaiah 56 verses 3 to 7 says, Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Adon, to serve him and to love the name of the Adon, to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Shabbat from polluting it. And take it hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain. And make them joyful in my house of prayer. So. Oh and Deuteronomy 12 verse 32. Actually says this as well. That you should observe all commandments. So. We cannot deny the importance of the Shabbat day and don't let anybody tell you that oh we are now the Shabbat we cannot we are we are not the Shabbat the Shabbat is a resting period we are not rest we ourselves are not even at rest we struggle from day to day because we are still in this world this sinful world and we can only get peace from Yahusha. So we could not become the Shabbat or Yahusha is not the Shabbat. 
The Shabbat is a period of rest and meditation. That's what it is. And it was set at a specific time by the creator of this world. So do not let anybody use their philosophies and take away the facts that are there in the word. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Elohim and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That's Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Thank you for listening. Until next time. To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at little underscore kaleidoscope underscore girl or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on my blog on WordPress at little kaleidoscope girl with no spaces. Thank you for tuning in.